Hi, this is Lucia with The Art of Love. I'm a dating and relationship expert specializing in helping you get your ex back. And welcome back, No Contact Army. Have you stayed in no contact? I certainly hope so. And if you too would like to join the No Contact Army, if you would like to enlist, you just have to hit the subscribe button. It's that easy. And to read the No Contact Army manual, go to nocontactsecrets.com where you can download two free chapters before you purchase it. So this week I want to talk about whether you are the dumper or the dumpy. Sometimes people are confused. I see people making comments and even clients, they contact me and they're like, I don't know if I was the dumper or the dumpy. So I have an email here from someone who has that same question. I'll go through it, make comments, and answer the question to figure out how you can find out to whether you are the dumper or the dumpy. Okay, so she starts off with, I love your videos on YouTube. I've watched them all. You have not watched them all. <laughs> really? That's great if you did. Um, and I've scoured through all of your website. I love it and love the advice you give. I wish I was as strong as you. Very admirable. Thank you very much. Here's my dilemma. I broke up with my guy 10, di 10 days ago. He's in his 60s. I'm in my 50s. We had a really lovely romance, three months, and I can't believe where we are at this moment. We became exclusive within the first month of dating. I know, too soon, but I was so infatuated. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like by your 50s, you don't make decisions based on infatuation. You're supposed to use your logic a bit more. So, um, you know, depending on how often, how often you were seeing each other, at that age, after one month, it's not that fast because you, you know what you want when you're 50 and 60. So it really depends on how often you were seeing each other. But if it wasn't that often, then you really should not have been exclusive so quickly. Okay. I started to notice that during our time together, I was more complimentary and appreciative of our relationship than he. Um, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I've never heard that statement before. I mean, were you going around saying, wow, we've got a great relationship. Isn't this a great relationship? This is a great relationship. I'm so happy with this relationship. It's a great relationship. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, but if you were doing that, um, that was a mistake. Why are you complimenting the relationship? I mean, compliment the guy. Compliment you guys together. But maybe that's what you mean. But I don't know. Okay. During the last few weeks, when I noticed him pulling away slightly, I felt I was being taken for granted. A few weeks ago, he complained that, I, complained that I'm way too upbeat, the most upbeat person he has ever dated, and that I didn't seem to read his cues. Uh-oh. <laughs> he is way more mellow than me and not a morning person. I tried to be mindful of that, but I can't really change who I am. No, but you can tone it down if you know it upsets him or it bothers him, right? It's like no one's asking you to totally change your personality. But if someone is not a morning person and they prefer to start their morning slow and easy, like me, <laughs> I want peace and quiet in the morning. And if you in the morning were like, good morning, sunshine, how are you? Isn't this a beautiful day? What are we having for breakfast? come on, let's get going. <laughs> and the other person is mellow. They want to strangle you. Okay. It's like, shut up. I just woke up. I want peace and quiet. I don't want, uh, you know, a Disney character 
jumping around my apartment being all happy. <laughs> and so this is called compromise and adapting to the situation. If you're too chipper in the morning and your partner isn't, then just calm down. It would be like if your partner, if you woke up at six, but your partner didn't wake up till eight, you're not gonna be making a bunch of noise and banging around in the kitchen, waking them up. At least I hope not, right? So you're not totally being yourself and that you're not making a lot of noise in the morning because you respect that they're sleeping. And so you should also respect the fact that he is a little quieter in the morning. And that's what he meant, I believe, you know, because you weren't reading his cues. Hello, read the room. Okay. In the beginning of the relationship, I did tell him what you see, what you see is what you get. Oh God. <laughs> I told them that I was hurt by his comments and that I was surprised that anyone would expect someone to read cues as we didn't know each other that long. You don't need to know someone to read the cues. You can read someone's body language that you've just met. You don't need to know them. You know, and if he was, he was very quiet in the morning and you noticed he wasn't exactly smiling while you were being chipper, then that was the clue or the cue. But maybe you were too busy being chipper that you didn't notice. So in a way that's selfishness because you're just focused on yourself and you're not reading the room as I said and she said to him use words so I know what I'm doing when I'm doing something that's bothering you I know but at the same time it's like you're all happy in the morning I've, again this is my assumption what's he supposed to say it's like hey <laughs> knock it off don't be so happy I mean <laughs> you know he's in a bad position too he doesn't really want to say anything but at the same time, it's like, God, can I have some peace and quiet in the morning? Um, I really paid attention to your videos and I know I had come in as a high level partner, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and I believe personality. Uh, I think we have a little work to do. <laughs> I work to look good all the time. He does always say that I look really beautiful. Well, that's great. Beauty gets you in the door, but you know what? Everything else keeps you in there and reading the room keeps you in there. I'm not a whiner, not a complainer, definitely not moody or needy. I did mention to him that seeing each other only on the weekend is not enough and I would like us to figure out how we can increase it. He did not respond. So this is the second email that I've read uh, in the last few months that I've made a video about where the woman believed that she was high value and she was doing something that wasn't. So I think people are not understanding the, the meaning of high value. As a woman, if you're high value, you do not devalue yourself by asking for more time, affection, or sex. A man gives you as much time, affection, and sex as he wants to give you. If he's not giving you as much as you would like, it's because he doesn't want to. And it's undignified to ask for more. He doesn't want to. And as you see, he did not respond. Okay? So this is what it means to be high value. You, you need to read the room in terms of he wants peace and quiet in the morning and you need to read the room in the sense that he doesn't want to see you more than once a week. And you said, I have never and will never chase a man. Well, asking for more time is chasing a man. There's many ways that you can chase a man. Asking for more is chasing a man. And I know that some people come from the point of view of they've been told by therapists, dating coaches, etc. Well, you got to ask for what you want. You got to ask for what you want. No, 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 no. That's not how you get what you want. Okay. You inspire the person to give you more time, affection, and sex by raising their interest level above 90. 
If their interest level is above 90, they will give you all the love, time, and affection that you want, but you don't ask for it. Continuing on, our last weekend together was really lovely. Those last two days were fun and the nights were amazing. I went home as usual on Sunday night. The next morning, I received his usual good morning. I received one every morning from the very first date until the last one, the good morning text. And I responded as my usual optimistic self. My intuition was bothering me. Uh-oh, here comes, here comes trouble. So I decided to look up his profile on the dating site in which we met. I wanted to read something he wrote about long-term relationships. And wouldn't you know it, there he was online. I was shaking. I checked back again in half an hour and he was still on the site. So my first question to you is, why is his profile, and I'm assuming yours too, still up on a dating site if y'all are exclusive? Mm-hmm. Answer me that. You do not get into an exclusive relationship unless the profiles are down. And if someone's profile is not down, then you are not in an exclusive relationship. And this is the mistake that I see usually women make because I was speaking to another client and they met on a dating site, as many people do these days, and she took it down without him even asking without him even saying they were in a committed relationship. And his was still up. And it was up for like the entire, uh, I think nine months or year they were together. So you do not take yours down unless the other person take theirs down. And if you're exclusive with each other, why are they up? Okay, and also I don't know which site this is, but you can't really count on the length of time that the person is online because it doesn't automatically log them off the minute they go off i have found so he may have been on there and this is not because i'm on his side he may have been on there for, for five ten minutes but it looked like he was on for longer because i know even like with bumble in terms of the distance they'll say the distance it'll say like oh they're three miles away and meanwhile they're sitting right next to me <laughs> So you can't really go by the time that the dating site says. Okay, so continuing on, I called him out on it and that seeing him there speaks volumes and then said goodbye. He texted me back to say he was sorry, but he was only on there to answer a question he received from a pen pal. A pen pal? What year is this? Get out of here, a pen pal. That there was nothing diabolical behind it. Is that the word he used, diabolical? That's an interesting choice of words and that he would leave that to me to consider. Shut up. You know, that's what people say when they've been caught. Well, this is the truth, but okay, you can believe whatever. <laughs> you know, they kind of throw it back at you. Oh, well, I'm telling you the truth, but I'll leave that to you to reconsider. You know, instead of saying, I I'm so sorry, I wasn't up to anything. Um, you know, can we discuss this, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being more humble, well, I'll leave this to you to reconsider or con consider. I was hurt and have a really tough time believing that, especially since he has not reached out again. Exactly. Two days later, I responded to that text saying that I too was sorry that I was on the site to read his profile and that I guess ignorance is bliss. And I was sending a friend to pick up my bicycle from his place. Uh, he didn't respond and gave the bike to my friend. So that speaks volumes, you know, actions speak louder than words. It tells you what his thoughts are on the relationship and how much he valued you. I've not heard from him since and I'm in no contact, but I'm the one that 
but am I the one who did the breaking up? How does no contact work in situations like this? Is he in no contact too? <laughs> if he is, then I guess we'll never get back together where bo both parties are in no contact. I didn't want it to end. It was so beautiful. Or am I just delusional? I'm not sure what the next move should be. Thoughts? I really don't see advice on how to get back an ex when you broke up with them because you were being unappreciated and taken for granted. Well, I actually did a video on that called the two exceptions to the no contact rule where I said, if you were cheated on or were taken for granted and you had to break up with the person, then even though you broke up with them, you do no contact. And if you cheated or took someone for granted, then you are responsible for contacting them to get back together. So I don't know if this was so much that he was taking you for granted. I think it was just low interest, which of course showed itself, demonstrated itself as taking you for granted because when someone has low interest, they take you for granted. And so, yeah, that's the time to go. And if they want you back, then they need to make the move. So sometimes, you know, it's uncertain that someone said something, then someone said something else, and they're not sure who broke up with who. But usually the first person to say, okay, it's over, that's the person that did the breaking up. So, so even though you agreed, so they go, hey, it's over, and you go, okay, they said it first. In most cases, there's always exceptions. So it's not a hard, hard and fast rule. If you're not sure, then comment below and let me know who said what when. <laughs> and I will try to figure out who is the dumper and who is the dumpy. And if you need help beyond that to figure out whether you're the dumper or the dumpy, whether you should be in no contact or not in no contact, meaning in contact, <laughs> then you can reach out to me regarding private coaching at theartoflove.net. The direct link is below and we will send you the rates. If you are listening on YouTube, remember to like, subscribe, and share. If you're listening on iTunes, I would appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast. And finally, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens.